0: It's a beautiful day today to get together and praise the Lord. We just welcome you here and we welcome those who's watching online. Thank you for joining. We come expecting today. We come expecting the presence of the Lord and all the goodness, all he has for us every little thing He has planned for us. We expect great things, we expect miracles, signs and wonders in these last days. Father, we just thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you that we get to come together, Lord, in your name, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for everything that you do and everything that you continue to do for us, Lord. And we just worship you this morning, Lord. We just thank you for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that dwells in us lord we thank you lord for your presence lord we just worship you and honor you lord this morning thank you father glory to you lord hallelujah thank you lord thank you for your wonderful name the name above all names thank you lord Should be Your people cry. This is how I find my battle There's a table that you've prepared for me In the presence of my enemies It's your body and your blood you shed for me And this is how I find my battle Thank you To me, my treasure, my pride.
1: but we are part of the royal family of God, amen? We are part of the royal family in which there is no controversy, (laughs) hallelujah. We've been made kings and priests unto him, amen? And we rule and we reign in this life with him together, amen? Seated in the heavenly places, a place, a position, of royalty, a position under which all principality and power comes under. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. We've been made high. He's lifted us high. Amen? Amen. Yes, we're humble people, but our position in Him, we're we're positioned in probably the greatest place. Not probably. In the greatest place there is. Oh, that our eyes would be open. To the place that you have in Jesus great is the measure of his royalty and when we make him everything in our lives the access that we have to the things of heaven and his kingdom will stand in all and will be amazed amen what we have within us fully resourced with all the things that's required to be successful and to thrive in this life because our position and our place in him hallelujah glory to God that our eyes would be open to that oh hallelujah glory to the name of Jesus father I pray for every person who's in this place today and those who have joined us online we lift them up before the throne of divine favor this morning and we call things in their lives that are not aligned to the Word of God, you come into alignment right now in the name of Jesus. You align with the Word of God in the name of Jesus. We take our authority this morning in the name of Jesus and we send the word of healing into your life right now. Healing of the mind, the body, healing of the soul in the name of Jesus. You are complete with nothing missing and nothing broken right now in the name of Jesus every cell in your body functions in the perfection to which God created it to function every muscle every joint supplies in Jesus name in Jesus name from the top of your head to the soles of your feet the blood of Jesus is working in your body in Jesus name it flows in you It flows in you today in Jesus' name. Correcting, 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 correcting anything that's out of line. Correcting it right now in the name of Jesus. Positioning your body, positioning your body to live long, to live long, to live long in the name of Jesus. I speak healing to you right now, healing in your mind, in the name of Jesus. Those thoughts, those thoughts that are taking control of your body this morning, cast them down, cast them down. You have the ability to do it, cast it down. Don't give any more thought to that this morning. Don't give any more thought to that this morning. In Jesus' name, we cast down every thought. We render you nothing in our lives. In Jesus' name. Your power is broken. Your power is broken. Our thoughts align with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We serve a faithful God. Amen. Do you truly believe that this morning, that he's faithful? (laughs) I believe it this morning, our God is faithful. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm just listening to the Holy Spirit this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Glory to your great name this morning, the name that's above every name. Glory to the name, the great name, the great name, the great name, the mighty name, the most powerful name of Jesus. <laughs> glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus.
0: Glory
1: to your name, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. we thank you lord we thank you lord we give you glory and praise this morning we give you glory and praise this morning thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus Jesus. if you have a need this morning please lift your hand right where you're standing glory if you're around them just please reach out just lay your hands on them let them know that you're agreeing with them this morning just touch them you won't scare them
0: hallelujah
1: just agree with them this morning yeah right here we've got some individuals Aaron can you reach over and just put your there we go hallelujah just let them know that you're agreeing with them yeah hallelujah everyone should have a hand on them this morning who has their hand up glory to god glory to god now let's just uh, agree those of you who are online we're agreeing with you this morning for the need that you have we know the need meter
2: <laughs> we know the desire giver
1: his name is jesus his name is jesus come on and make your supply available this morning to those individuals on da romo kola Nanaman nana mansu koromondi anda la branda romonda en ne mamdoro bokoromosi anda robokhi anda anda le ri anda robosi anda robokhi anda robosso ara brava da su koromosi anda everything right everything made whole and complete everything set in order in divine order in jesus name in divine order in jesus name you come under submission of the father you come under submission in the name of jesus you align to the lord you align to the word this morning in jesus name now come on beside them and lift your hands along with them. And thank God that it's done, in Jesus' name. Say, thank you, Lord. You meet the need. (laughs) You meet the desire, hallelujah. Glory to God. We call it done, in Jesus' name. Now, when you believe that it's done, what does faith do? We've been talking about the language of faith. Faith rejoices, amen? Faith says, I thank you, Lord. No matter what I hear, (laughs) No matter what I see, no matter what I feel, I know it's done, and I have it right now. I have it. I have it. I have it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I rejoice because I have it now. I have it when I pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to the name, (laughs) however you feel comfortable doing it, greet one another. (laughs) We're doing that now, glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, come on and give them a God bless you, thank you so much always being led of the Lord I love it glory 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 to God glory where did he go I'll embarrass him when he's coming downstairs hallelujah all right Before we dismiss the kids this morning, I just wanted to, uh, we're going to receive the offering, but before we do, I have a resource that uh, I want to share with you and give away this morning. Uh, This is, uh, I talk about a lot in 2015 where I was uh, at a place uh, where uh, I was not dreaming. I, the dreams that God put in my life from the time I was a kid to, you know, just uh, to be on a television show. (laughs) Yes, these are the dreams. I would watch 700 Club, and I would watch live TV with James Robinson, and then I would go in my room, and I'd pretend like I was being interviewed by one of them. That was my dream growing up. I would pretend that I was going to be on TBN, and I was going to be on CBN, and I was going to be, that was my dream. While other kids were dreaming of, I don't know what, being a rock star, that was my dream. I dreamed that I would play on stages and sing on stages, and as I sang, that healings would occur. I wouldn't have to say anything, but the power of God would be there. I dreamed I would write a book. And then I dreamed that I would go to Italy. I dreamed all kinds of things growing up. But in 2015, I found myself sitting down in a woman's conference next to Mom and Miss Joan. And as they asked me, please write down your dreams. And they wrote like novels and they've lived half their lives. I was in my early 40s and I was, I think, in early 40s. I don't know. I was probably, yeah, somewhere in my 40s. And I was there and I couldn't write down one thing. Not one dream would come up on the inside of me. Why? Because life happened and I let it. I wasn't living life by design. I lived life by default. Well, the speaker who was there was Terry Savelle Foy and she had uh, a series called Imagine Big. And the book that was in that series is right here. I was able to go up there and talk to her. She signed it for me. And uh, this book has been instrumental in getting me where I am today. I mean, I've marked it up. I've underlined it. It has been a blessing to me. I was at a place where I kind of, I didn't say I did, but I gave up on my dreams. I gave up on them because life was just too hard. I was a single mom. I was trying to figure out what was going on, and then I got married, and then, you know, we're doing life together, but we're just taking life as it comes, with problems, with everything that occur. You forget about the dream that God put on the inside of you. But I thank God for this resource because it sparked in me. I gave gave myself permission to dream again. I got a vision board out. I got a vision book out. And I put things in it, and I've been seeing those things in, that was 2015, and I never thought I would be out of my job, ever thought that I would leave the company that I worked for for 21 years. At that point, if you had told me, you're going to be leaving your company in a few years, I'd be like, oh, no, that is my source. <laughs> That's where my eyes were. I have good benefits. I work for a health care system. I'm respected there. I'm moving up. I'm doing what I, oh, no, that's my career. But it wasn't my calling. God had other plans. God had other plans. And in 2015, look it, it's only 2021. That's how long it took. May 3rd was the last day at that company that I worked at for 21 years. I am now living in my calling. Why? This book was the start of it. I'm going to tell you that right now. God brought me and led me to this book. And so I have this book. If you want it, you know what you're supposed to do. Come on. (laughs) There you go. That's it. You just have to reach out and take it. And you can get this book. You could get it. (laughs) This one's mine. It's not going anywhere. (laughs) You can get your own book. <laughs> you can order it on Amazon. I, uh, you can order it on her site, Terry Savelle Foy. She also has Dream It, Pin It, Live It, which is a whole kit for vision boards. I have it in my office. She has little nice little sayings you can put on it. And she has a book that tells you what to do. It's not enough to just dream it. Not enough to just pin it. <laughs> you got to live it too. And so if you want that resource, you can go on her site. She is one of my mentors, my spiritual mentors, and I call her my life coach. She probably doesn't even realize she is. But one day when I meet her, when we do a meeting together, I'll tell her. There was another individual, I'll tell you how God works, that spoke at that very same conference. She's the reason I joined the John Maxwell team. Didn't even really know she was part of the John Maxwell team, but she talked about the John, she talked about investing in her speaking and that kind of thing. And I said, huh, I wonder what she did. A few weeks later, I joined the John Maxwell team. In 2015, that was May. In January of 2016, I was led to join the John Maxwell team. She was a part of the John Maxwell team, but not doing a lot. I didn't even know that she was really a part. Today? <laughs> She's a powerhouse on the John Maxwell team. And guess what? I did a meeting with her. Not only that, I was just on her podcast. And so she, I spoke with her. I I watched her. I I keep telling her. I I went to the person who was like her, you know, bodyguard, I call her. And I was like, hey, all shy. How are you? Can you tell Miss Nicole? She was wonderful. That was me. And now I did a meeting with her and was on her podcast. She interviewed me for her podcast. You see how God works? So it won't be long. I'll be with Terry at a meeting very soon. Watch it. I've pinned it and I'll be living it very soon. I'm telling you, it works. The law of attraction. It works. Come on, you ready to give? Let's attract some finances this morning. <laughs>
2: Good morning, how are we doing today? No one would know more than God or me about her transformation. And she's telling the truth about that book. I got some catching up to do. Before we get into the offering, uh, while I was back there praising worship and I just want the praise team to know how important you are to this church. And to me personally. When I got home from the war in Iraq, the doctors told me I had some issues. One of the main ones was deep-seated anger. And when you live in a war zone for a year where people try to kill you every day, you're afraid for your life, but you can't show it as a soldier, you gotta just complete the mission. And so I turned that fear into anger, and everything that I did, when things would happen, we'd get attacked, we'd have to go to an ambush, whatever it might have been. It was always you know, mission first, but I always had that anger, that adrenaline rush that was supported by anger. And so when I came home, it, it just doesn't go away. So for about eight years, I had to deal with that. Until my mom asked me to go to church. She needed a ride, I'm like, you know, try to be a good son, I'll, I'll give you a ride to church. And it was at the other building, and walking into that building, if you've ever been there, it's kind of strange when you, when you walk in, you're like, this is a church, where are we going? We're in, behind a pizza shop. But when that praise team would sing, then I'd get the word in on Wednesday nights, the Bible study, the basics, started breaking down those walls. When I tell you I was angry, I didn't like people, I didn't want to talk to people, I didn't like people in relationships because mine collapsed. So I just walked around with hatred, and that's the devil, like, winning. So when I started getting in the Word, and and trust me, when I was overseas, they always say there's no uh, atheist in a foxhole, and, you know, anytime there was incoming rounds and whatever, I'm like, asking the Lord, you know, save my life, keep me protected. You know, I've always known about Jesus since I was a kid, but when you go away from it, yeah, you can believe it, but until you start getting in the Word and working it, you're still kind of lost. So uh, the praise team, I come here. I talked to Pastor Justin about this. When you come in that door, you got to be expecting. It's like when you go on vacation, you're expecting to have a good time, right? When you come in that door, leave all your burdens behind. Let those walls come down when you're praising the God when they're singing. And that really helped me, and I think it can help anyone if your heart's open to it. Because it's powerful stuff. And I was like almost sweating back there dancing and saying, you know, this is how I fight my battles with this music. Because no matter how I come in this place, we're all going through something. You can leave feeling good. So this will be open. So we ready to give? Thank you, Jesus. So, Mr. Ivan, could you put up my favorite scripture, please? There it is. I talked about this last time I was up here, but it was very brief. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. This is how we fight our battles, amen? Amen. So let's talk about uh, prosperity for a minute. Some people say that the Bible's definition of prosperity is not about attaining wealth or living the life of luxury, but thriving as the person God created you to be. That sounds good, but what's also true is that God wants to give us what our hearts desire, and we do that by tithing. Some examples of prosperity is one living the full life with all the money and happiness he needs, but I think one will never be truly happy without Jesus. With him, you have his joy. There's a lot of rich people out there, and they might not be happy. You drive a BMW or live in a mansion, God wants us to enjoy those things. So you got Jesus in your life, you got His joy. How much better is that? Other examples of prosperity is you know developing countries. They just have basic things like running water and electricity. And electricity, it's about perspective. So it's about what you want for your life. If you want to be rich, work the word. Do what you have to do in the natural, but God's power is supernatural. So one more scripture, Proverbs ten twenty two. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. So we all, we all know about hard work, right? <laughs> but no matter how much wisdom we have, how much intelligence we behold, how much prosperity we achieve, and no matter how much we can help each other, we still all need Jesus, our Lord and Savior. I want to know, anyone here, by a show of hands, ever been blessed? Yeah. How many in here have, been, have blessed other people? Yeah. That's a blessing in to itself, amen? Yeah. We're in the pe- people's business, and loving people. And when God gives us more, when we sow and tithe, he's going to give us what we need to bless others. Amen? Yeah. All right, can we all stand, please? All right, we're going to read this. And when, I, when we read this, it's not just reading it here. It's, it's saying it outside of church, too. Like, we got a check in the mail. It happens all the time. It happens to me all the time. That's what Justin knows. And we're happy for those people. My in-laws. Oh, we got a check in the mail. It happens to me all the time, too. It's fun to say. We ready to read? Ready? Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out because we are so as we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interests and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now you can uh, put your mask on and come up and put your offering in the bucket. Yeah, we need to have that faith every day that good things are going to happen, Amen. that we'll be prosperous, that we'll be healed, Amen. and if we all can come into agreement and inspect things like that every day, that's when a revival happens, Amen. and that's what we want. Who wants to go to work when we can come to church?
1: <laughs> that's a good substitute. Thank you. I'm in. <laughs> Glory to God. So we're releasing our faith this morning. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity that we have to give. We don't have to give. We get to give. And we thank you for every opportunity, and we take advantage of it because we know that the law of giving and receiving, seed time and harvest, is at work in our lives. We thank you, Father, that we just invest in your kingdom this morning and we release the money that we sowed today to you in jesus name we thank you for the advancement of your kingdom through this body and through every single person that's present in it in the name of jesus we thank you that the blessing of the lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow with it we give you praise and honor for it in jesus name amen Amen. thank you glory to god 255 this week came in our goal yeah amen Look at that number is just going lower and lower from 17,000 it's down. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that God is a faithful God? Amen. Amen. He sure is. Well, this morning we have uh, Pastor Uriek with us and his friend here. Uh, So those of you who know the Cape Verde mission that we support, Pastor Uriek is right here. Uh, Just going to tell you there's a giving opportunity in the house, an investment opportunity in the house you know when someone comes from a foreign land a foreign soil it's always good to give them something to return home with amen just a hint hint wink wink before you leave this morning hallelujah glory to god children you're dismissed bless the lord and workers that are going down with the children we don't want to leave the children by themselves <laughs> bless the lord if you're interested in working with the children Uh, Very soon uh, they're going to be relaunching in June. We'll be relaunching the uh, FHFC kids they could use a couple more workers down there more volunteers and so uh, if you are interested in doing that You know what to do (laughs) You can see miss Tracy or miss Laura, and they'll be happy to get you plugged in And parents, you'll be hearing more about it. We have a check in system that you'll be putting an app on your phone to check in your kids with. Uh, It will make check in easier because the kids will be starting downstairs. So they won't be in here in service with us, they will be in uh, downstairs. It is so good to see you this morning, Miss Tracy. I know, I said that. Wow. I love this. This is a miracle you're looking at right now. Miss Tracy has been faithful to work with the kids every single week. She did what I did. After I left and was able to come up here, she was the one who relieved me. And so I'm grateful to God. I told her, I need to see you in service. <laughs> and I get to see her this morning. God bless you. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Any first-time visitors this morning? First time here on a Sunday morning with us? Okay. All right. Okay, let's get in the Word this morning. We're going to try to wrap up our series (laughs) on Watch Your Language. We're going to wrap it up. I'm going to go really fast this morning, so put your Texas listening ears on, okay? (laughs) In Texas, they talk very fast, and so uh, listen fast this morning. And you can always go back and watch online as well. Uh, You could do that with any of the messages that we've uh, had to review. So we're going to see if we can wrap this up. It's uh, entitled, Watch Your Language. And the language we're talking about is the language of faith. And uh, last week, uh, or actually the time before, last week was Mother's Day. uh, But the week before, uh, it was Communion Sunday. And we gave an example of the woman with the issue of blood. And uh, she activated the covenant with the language of faith. You can go back and listen to that replay. Our foundation scripture for this series is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13, and I'll read it out of the Passion Translation. It says, We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, First I believed, then I spoke in faith. So we also first believe, and then we speak in faith. We're talking about becoming proficient in the language of faith why because everything that we receive from God we receive by faith and faith is primarily released by speaking if you don't need anything more in your life you're content where you are then I guess you don't need to be proficient in the language of faith but as for me Come on, I want all that God has set aside for Maria Murphy. I want it all. And so I need to become proficient in the language of faith. Amen. And I know I have witnesses in here that feel the same. I gave examples a few weeks ago of how not proficient in the language of Cape Verdean that I am. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not i don't spend enough time speaking in fact when i see pastor walk through the door i'm like uh-oh better brush up on some words <laughs> now he speaks english he's not proficient in the language of english but he's doing quite well well <laughs> he's doing better with english than i am with cape verdian just say it. why because i'm not around people who speak it all the time i mean we'll speak it every now and again when i don't want people to know what i'm saying that's the only reason It's my code language. (laughs) When I'm at the store and, you know, there's a lot of people around and I'm in line and I'm trying to tell her, okay, I'll call you, I'm like saying it in Cape Verdean, not English because I don't like my conversation being known to everybody, you know. And so uh, my sister and I, that was our code language growing up. We understood each other. She knows what I mean. She probably has to have the spirit of interpretation sometimes because some of my words do not come out right. But she understands me. Now when I talk to him, it may be a little tougher. I do a lot of "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, mm mm-hmm, okay, oh, good. I try to put a little accent on the good, good, good. (laughs) You know, yes, uh uh-huh, yes, Uh, hello, you know. We try to just kind of fake it till I make it, struggle through the conversation. You know, but, you know, and even when I say, how are you doing, people, and I'm like, oh, stubble. And they're like, uh, even the way you say that is not. I'm like, what? I say it just like you. No, no, I have an accent when I say it. I am not proficient in Cape Verdean by any means. And it's because I'm not around people who speak it, and I don't speak it daily. Well, I don't want that to be the case with the language of faith. I want to be around people who speak it all the time. And I want to be in the Word of God because that's where faith comes so I can become very proficient in speaking it. Amen? And so that's why we're doing this series because if we're going to receive from God, we need to speak faith. So a few weeks ago, we started on the characteristics of faith. Let me just quickly review them and then we're going to go to mastering our mouths this morning. And so we said the language of faith's vocabulary is found in the Word of God. Again, you can review these online. The language of faith is present tense. There's a tense to faith. There's a tense. Mark 11 says, when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have it. When do you believe? When you pray. Right now. I believe right now. I prayed I have it. But... I don't see it. That doesn't matter. Faith sees it as done. And then it begins to speak it until it sees the manifestation of it. Faith is now. Hallelujah. And then the third characteristic of faith is the language of faith speaks the desired outcome. It doesn't speak the present condition or present circumstances. It speaks the desired outcome. And the fourth one, the last one, is the language of faith is consistent. If there's one thing that I have to say about my parents, they are consistent day in and day out. You can see them consistent in walking out faith. Not only that, you can see them consistent in what they eat. You can see them consistent in how they exercise. Just put the thing of consistency over there. You look it up in the dictionary, it's their picture. I swear it is. It is. And so, because they just are just consistent people. And some people go, that's boring. No, no, that's faith. Faith, the faith life is consistent. Consistent. And it's exciting. The faith life is exciting. And so we said faith speaks the desired outcome. Well, it does this until it comes to pass. Consistency is one of the characteristics of the language of faith. And to be consistent is to be unwavering, unchanging, steady, and constant. A phrase he says all the time. Stay steady. Stay steady. Faith says the same thing even when circumstances don't seem to be changing or when they get worse. Sometimes they change and they get worse. (laughs) Ever been there? Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Psalm 116, verse 10 says, Even when it seems I'm surrounded. Do you see what you did this morning? Listening to the Holy Spirit. Even when I'm surrounded by many liars and my own fears, and though I'm hurting in my suffering and trauma, I still stay faithful to God and speak words Of faith. That's the language of faith. We also read a few weeks ago in Romans 4.20. It says, he, Abraham, did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. Unbelief is how you waver. If you are not believing, you are wavering. But was strengthened in faith. It says, did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. How? Giving glory to God. Even though he did not see what he was believing for for many years, he still gave glory to God. That's what faith does. Faith goes, I may not see it now, but I give glory to God for it. I give it, and and the picture is getting bigger on the inside for me. It's getting bigger and bigger, and I'm giving glory to God. Faith gives glory to God at the beginning, middle, and end, no matter how long it takes. Amen? Glory to God. So those are the characteristics of faith. Glory to God, language of faith. All right, let's look at five ways to master your mouth. What we say will eventually show up in our lives. I'm a product of this, you're a product of that. That's why we're taking the time to talk about this. It's not exhaustive by any means what we're talking about, but it will get you started in developing your language of faith in your life. As you do this, take these steps that I'm talking about, God will show you more. So the first way, and this will sound very familiar to you, is study the Word of God. In this church, you're going to hear this one over and over again because the Word of God is one of our values. It's our standard, and we believe that one Word from God can change our lives. So we teach the Word, live the Word, and we are changed by the Word. Amen? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34, Now, I'm so glad he don't call me this. Brood of vipers! <laughs> How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in you abundantly will come out eventually. We have to intentionally put the word of God in us. And we do this by studying it, not just by reading it. It's good to read the word of God. But if you really want to get it in you, you've got to become a student Of the word a student of it you have to study it your faith will grow as your knowledge of God and his word grows the more knowledge of God and his word you have the more faith you'll have Psalm 119 verse 15 and 16 I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. So important. Studying the word of God will get it in you because you cannot speak what you don't know. If I don't know the word in Cape Verdean, I can't say it. There's a word that I always parse, parse. Parse? Parse. Okay, so I always get that word mixed up with another word. So when I say, um, he looks like this, I would say something else. I forget what I would say. And she's like, that's not the word. So she taught me this word, parse. I'm like, okay. So now I'm trying to figure out how to use it right with the tense and everything in a conversation. That's how Cape Verdean is to me. It just does not come naturally. I know when to use is and are in the English language. Some don't. I is going to the store. I know this is not correct. (laughs) I am going to the store, right? So I know how to use, and I'm proficient. (laughs) I say that very sparingly. I'm proficient in the language, in the English language, as much as I know. Loved English growing up. Loved diagramming sentences and stuff. I just loved that. Uh, Math, no. Uh, So science, no. But in the Cape Verdean language, there are words that I am not sure of. I'm not sure of. So I stay away from those words. Well, it's the same with the language of faith. If you're unsure of it and there's a scripture, you don't really know what it means, you're going to stay away from it. Instead of doing that, become a student and investigate. And research, that's why the Bible app is so good. You can open it up and look at different translations and get a broader picture, a bigger picture of what it's saying. And oh, now I understand it. And so then you can begin to speak it. You can't speak what you don't know. I like what Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ, this is in the message translation, the message have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Whew, hallelujah. Give the word plenty of room in your lives. Hallelujah. Let it run your house. Hallelujah. So that's number one, study the Word of God to master your mouth. The next step, two, take control of every thought. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5 says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing... That exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Do you hear the language here? This is very militant. (laughs) It's not a lay back, feet up, head behind my hands, you know, hands behind my head, just do do do. Oh, there's a thought. No, this is militant and, and staying vigilant. So these thoughts that come don't stay, don't take root, don't develop, don't grow. So my actions don't start aligning with those negative thoughts. Or the opposite is true. Ooh, good thought, faith thought. Ooh, let me think on that some more. Let me be vigilant about that. Ooh, take root in my life. I need that. Oh, grow, let me water you and develop. And yes, now my life aligns with that. Same concept. Glory to God. But we've got to. The arena we are challenged with the most, in the most, in our daily lives, is right here, our thought life. That's the arena in which we are challenged the most. If we can just master our thought life, (laughs) we'll master our mouths. We receive thoughts from many places. We ourselves, the adversary, the devil, God. That's what why studying God's word is important so you get to know the voice of your Father. This is vital because we need to know where the thoughts originate from. Where did this thought come from? Is it me? Is it the devil? Because the devil, he'll use Scripture. He did it with Jesus. But Jesus saw right through them. So we need to know where these thoughts come from. If they don't originate from God or align with his word, we do what it says in 2 Corinthians 10.5, cast it down. I like the voice translation. It says, we are taken militant. We are taken prisoners of every thought, every emotion, and subduing them into the obedience to the anointed one. Hallelujah. Very militant. <laughs> if we allow negative thoughts to go unchecked, like we said, they'll sur- soon turn into negative words and then negative actions will follow. And they become strongholds in our lives. And we won't be able to move forward. Ma- Matthew 6, 3 says, Therefore take no thought saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? You can't stop the negative thought from coming, but you do not have to accept it. How do you accept it? By opening your mouth and saying it. And the same is true with the faith thought. Control your thought, control your tongue, control your tongue, control your life. Dad Hagen would always say, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head but you can stop them from making a nest in your hair, right? Same with a thought. You can't stop it from coming in, but you can stop it from growing if it's negative. Stop entertaining it. Number three, to master your mouth, train your ear. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Learning to hear the voice of the master is so important if we're going to live by faith and speak the language of faith, this is required. The more time you spend communicating with someone, the more you get to know their voice. If I'm in a crowded store, lots of people around, if he doesn't play a joke on me and speaks in his regular tone of voice, Eric can scream out my name, and I will know it's him before I turn around. Now, usually he'll probably use a little different voice just to throw me off. But if he speaks in his normal voice, I'll know it's him. I'll turn around and say, Eric's calling me. Why? Because I have been with him for 10 years, over 10 years. I know his voice now. I know his voice. Well, the same with God. The same with him, with the master. The more time you spend with him, the more you will know his voice. And that's important because that's like the number one way he leads us, with an inward witness. He'll speak to us, you know, through our spirit. So John chapter 16, verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit leads, guides, and directs us. Train your ear to hear him. Speak what you hear, number four, to master your mouth. In John eight twenty six, Jesus said, I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but I won't. Oh, thank you, Jesus. For I say only what I have heard from the one who sent me, and he is completely truthful. If you hear that still small voice within you, or you hear a word from God through the Bible, receive it as a promise of God directly to you, and then speak it in faith, knowing that it's yours. Speak what you hear just as Jesus did. Number five, look at this. woo we're getting there. Let your word shape your world. Hebrews eleven three. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God speaking words created everything that is seen. You, insert name, speaking words, creating everything that you see in your life. If you like what you are seeing keep saying it. If you don't, change what you are saying. Speaking the desired outcome, what you want to be, do, or have will bring you closer to it. I'm, I'm telling you, that's what I've had to do in my life. I had to change what I'm saying. And I'm still learning this. I'm still learning this process. Say what you want. Don't make agreement with what you don't want. A lot of times we make agreement. We say we want something, but we're making agreement with something else that we don't want. And so we have to align the two. Let your word shape your world just as God's word shaped the universe. Brother Hagin says this, faith keeps pace with our confession. Hallelujah. Just as salvation demands confession, God did everything for us but pray the prayer of salvation. He put that on us to do. That's all it takes It's for us to open our mouths and confess Jesus is Lord. Believe in our heart, confess he's Lord. He did everything for us but make that confession. Why? Because we receive it by speaking it. We must confess. Faith never rises above our own confession. Faith never rises above our own confession. Remember Mark 11 says, we'll have whatever we say. If you're not saying it, you're not going to have it. It's that simple. You may want it. Ooh, you may really want it. But you won't have it if you don't talk about it. We must stop confessing weakness, failure, and sickness and hold fast to our confession of faith like it says in Hebrews 4:4. 4, 4. You won't have success if you are constantly talking about defeat and failure. So I want us to look at an example, another one from the word of God. We looked at the woman with the issue of blood. Let's quickly look at one more, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. This is going to be familiar to you. I'm just going to read it really quick. You ready? <laughs> Keep up, listen quick. Matthew 8, verse 5 to 13. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into utter do- outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed when? That same hour. A Roman centurion was known as the commander of men in charge of a unit of 80 men. Centurions were a cross between a junior officer and a non-commissioned officer of more modern uh, armies. He was responsible for discipline and keeping men in line. They were also in a position of tactical command. So this centurion who was a Roman, someone who was considered outside of the covenant. That's what Jesus is talking about there in verse 10 and 11 and 12. He said the people who should be sitting there in the kingdom aren't. This guy, he's an outsider. And look it, he's operating in the principles of the kingdom. He was considered a Gentile outside of the Abrahamic covenant recognized the authority of Jesus and he knew the way he himself exercised his authority over his men. It was to speak a command. He knew the weight of a command. Words mattered to him. He told Jesus, no, no, you're a busy guy. You don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word of healing, my servant's going to be healed. It reminds me of Psalm 107, verse 20. What does it say there? It says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Jesus marveled. He was surprised and said, this guy has great faith. Your level of faith can be located by the words you speak. It's that simple. What are you saying? Jesus said, okay, you believed, and it's done. And it was at that same moment. While he was on his way there, probably someone met him and go, he's not paralyzed anymore. He's not tormented anymore. He's completely healed. What happened? What did you do? (laughs) I thought you said the master was coming with you. Don't don't he doesn't need to go. No, he sent the word and he healed him. When you pray, Mark eleven, believe that you receive. Oftentimes we read these examples in the Bible and we put ourselves in the shoes of those waiting to be healed, waiting to receive. But we need to put ourselves in the shoes of the miracle worker. Because the same power that's working in him, that was working in him, is working in you and I. And he said, greater works will you do. And so we need to do what the centurion commanded or asked Jesus to do. Speak the word only over every circumstance in your life. That's what the miracle worker did. The centurion told him, speak the word only. Well, we need to do that just as Jesus did. Put yourself in the shoes of Jesus, the miracle worker, and you speak his word only in your lives and you'll see the manifestation. Speak the language of faith, amen? Amen. That woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5, we'll close with this. You know, she was sick for 12 years. The day she decided, faith rose up, got enough faith to, woohoo! I'm going to just touch the hem of his garment. He don't even know I'm coming for him. But I'm coming for him, and I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. What happened? A crowd, a multitude stood between her and her healing. The law that said she was an outcast and shouldn't be touched stood between her and her healing. You know what I find interesting? She didn't ask God to remove the obstacle. Take that crowd away so I know. She pressed through the crowd. She pressed through the crowd. She pressed through the obstacles. We need to quit asking him to remove them. Press through. That's what faith does. It presses through the crowd. She didn't say, Jesus, I want to touch you today. Please ask this crowd to just be removed. No! She saw the crowd and she said, I'm going through anyway. That's what faith does. It walks right through that circumstance. And the crowd had to move. (laughs) It had to move. Take a step of faith and watch the waters part. Amen? Take a step of faith and watch that crowd be removed. Take a step of faith and watch that mountain just crumble right before you. Hallelujah. That's what faith does. That's what faith does. Press forward in faith through the obstacles. Hallelujah. Amen. One more verse and we're going to close. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This was our the, the one verse we've been looking at. We're going to look a little further down or I should say a little further up. We look at verse 13. Let's go to verse 8 and 9. Though we experience every kind of pressure, this faith life isn't about stuff being perfect all the time and rosy and woohoo! I'm saved, I've got no problems. I'd like to meet that person. They're dead, they're dead right. Someone who has no problems is in the ground right now, you know, the body, and they're in heaven if they're in hell they got lots of problems (laughs) right and faith ain't one all right so we we (laughs) glory to God this life of faith that's why we need faith because it's not a perfect life is it now we we have Jesus I can't imagine going through life without him thank God especially in the time we're in right now with the things we're seeing the things happening around us, (laughs) you better live by faith, (laughs) right? How else do you live? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I thank God that we have faith. And 2 Corinthians, though we experience every kind of pressure, (laughs) ever experience pressure? Pressure is the continuous physical force exerted on or against. Come on. I know I've been there. Pressure. One translation says, though we are troubled, and this word translated in the Greek describes affliction, tribulation, crushing pressure, or suffocating pressure. <laughs> though we experience this tribulation and crushing pressure, guess what? We're not crushed. <laughs> We're not pinned down or utterly hopeless. At times we don't know what to do. <laughs> But quitting is not an option. Say this, if I don't quit, I win. 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 (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Faith doesn't quit. We are persecuted by others. We talked about this on Wednesday. But God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but guess what? We are not out. Hallelujah. There will always be opposition in this world. The key is to not allow what you see, the opposition, change what you say, faith. Watch your language. Speak the desired outcome until you see it manifest in your life. That's the language of faith. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Come on and stand with me this morning. I hope you got something out of this series. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm working it out in my own life. I'm working it out. Again, not perfect in it, but we're working it out. And you work it out in your life and ask God to reveal to you more on what you need to do to get proficient in the language of faith. We give you some steps to take, but he may have others for you to take. Uh, you know, total immersion in the word of God in this area will go a long way. Total immersion, like this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to read the Word of God, study it, become a student of it, and it will help you be single-minded in your faith walk. Not double-minded because it says the man who is double-minded is unstable in all his ways. Thank God we have the ability to be single-minded. Amen? glory to God father we thank you for this time together I thank you that we are stirred up (laughs) in our faith hallelujah I thank you that we walk by faith not by sight and that we are becoming proficient in the language of faith oh father I thank you that whatever the obstacle we're going to press forward press forward press forward in faith until we see it done in Jesus name we thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost that works in our lives, that allows us to speak the word only to our situations, speak the word only to the circumstances that we face on a daily basis, and we thank you that those obstacles are being destroyed in the name of Jesus as we press through them. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that we are empowered and fully resourced by the Holy Ghost to succeed in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name, come on, if you agree with it, say amen. So be it. Come on and give glory to God this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. thank you for deposits right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah tenacity tenacity bulldog faith in the name of Jesus we speak it over you in the name of Jesus you can handle whatever comes your way amen Amen. glory to God thank you father you are dismissed this morning